Welcome aboard CCO's The Science of Fishing, your one-stop destination in the ever-evolving world of fishing. Here, stay ahead with our latest reports and innovative tactics, all tailored to help you land the catch of the day, every day. Each episode dives into seasoned angler's insights and the top-tier products they use to prepare you to make every fishing trip a success story. A big shout out to our generous sponsors, Gulfstream Lures, Tackle Crafters, and Black Reef Spearfishing for making this podcast possible. And now, let's cast off into our angling adventure. Introducing your trusty guide and host, Mark Farag. What's going on everybody? Mark here with the Science of Fishing. I'm here with Corey Pagano from Tackle Crafters and Gulfstream Lures. Thanks for coming out today, man. Thanks for having us yeah. here. Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for coming and and you know uh, wanting to do the episode and everything like that. I'm super excited um, to uh, to talk a little bit about the company and you know answer any questions that you have. It's uh, it's exciting to have you guys here. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. guys. Big news: Tackle Crafters, Gulfstream Lures. They're our sponsor, as you guys know. We love them. We love working with them. You guys got to really check them out first and foremost before we even start getting into the questions. There'll be a link down below. You guys got to check it all out. So, Corey, yeah. right? Yeah. What's going on, man? How's things been? Nothing, nothing, man. Just living the dream, you know. Um, we're, we're located in uh, southeast Florida, southern okay. Palm Beach County in Boca Raton. Um, we've been down here for a few years. Um, I moved the company from Jupiter, you know, several years ago because I was tired of doing the commute, you know, from yeah. Boca back to Jupiter. Um, wanted to see the kids more, you know, spending like hours in the car every day wasn't wasn't working for me. Um, but it's good, man. The, you know, I've, I've been I've luckily this summer I've, I've been out on the water uh, more than I was, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, beginning of the year we were slammed. And uh, um, uh, but the last month or so I've been able to get out on the water, had some good days of fishing. You know, like I was telling you earlier, the mutton snapper yeah, yeah. bite has been really good. I've been out a few times. I haven't been able to find them, but a bunch <laughs> of my buddies are, are crushing it out there. Yeah. So, you know, I've been seeing everybody getting them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, me, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I don't know, man. Um, but, you know, luckily I have buddies who th throw me a fillet here and there. So, you, you know, but I went out last Thursday and no snapper. But, you know, we pulled planers, um, had some new products we were testing, caught some uh, blackfin tuna. Um, and made uh, sushi for the family, which the kids always get excited about. Nice, yeah, man. Family sushi nights. That's best. awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, super fun. For the people that don't know you, I know mm -hmm. you now pretty well. People that don't know you, tell them a little bit about the brands that you own and what you're doing here with Gulfstream and with uh, Tackle Crafters. Sure. Um, so um, I'll start with Tackle Crafters um, because we've had, we've owned Tackle Crafters for a long time. Tackle Crafters has been um, in the family since I was born. Um, we've, you know, I, I kind of grew up around tackle crafters, um, uh, and we acquired Gulfstream Lures more more recently. Um, but tackle crafters, the brand, actually goes back to 1947. Wow. Um, that was the furthest my grandfather could track it back. Um, but he actually bought the business from these two German engineers in 1990, um, and so he he acquired it. He moved from um, uh, uh, Rhode Island down to Florida. Um, I was born down here and, you know, my grandparents followed my parents down here. He bought Tackle Crafters um, and he, you know, Tackle Crafters um, uh, was was teeny when he got it. It wasn't wasn't a very large company. It had a presence mostly on the East Coast, uh, Martin County, Palm Beach County, a little north and a little south. But he took it and he expanded it all over the state. Um, and he really made, you know, uh, relationships with uh, distributors and tackle shops. Um, many of which, you know, we still have relationships with today. 
Um, but he, you know, my grandfather ran the company up until um, 2009 when he passed away. And after he passed away, um, shortly after is when I took it over, you know. Um, and we're, we're very much a, a family business. You know, my, my brother runs the warehouse. My mom does bookkeeping. My, you'll see my grandmother in here all the time, even though she's supposed to be like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, mostly retired. Yeah. You know, she, she kept things going with Tackle Crafters after my grandfather passed. Um, you know, and I, you know, I wanted her to be able to take a step back and work less. So, um, you know, we, my father and I bought her out, um, but she still likes to come into the office and the warehouse and help. And, you know, sure. Um, and we take care of her, you know, she's, of course, take care grandma. Of grandma. Yeah, of course. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and she's, you know, she's your classic uh, Italian grandmother, you know, she's always bringing yeah, yeah. like sausage and peppers and stuff. And I like, love it. <laughs> she'll show up with like a plate of calzones, you know, <laughs> and like we'll be, we'll be trying to get work done and the staff will like start getting up and, you know, yeah. people stop making shark rigs and go, what, what's, what's that? You what's know? going on? <laughs> but they're so good. So you yeah, can't, yeah. you can't not eat them. Um, but I took, I took over the company uh, uh, shortly after my grandfather passed away. Um, and, you know, one of the first things I did with Tackle Crafters is I created a new website. I rebranded, um, you know, anyone who, who remembers the old Tackle Crafters logo. It was this, like, yellow fish with these big red lips. Um, <laughs> and uh, it just, it was, it was noticeable. It was recognizable. But it wasn't good, yeah. <laughs> you know. So um, uh, after I took over, we, we rebranded. Um, you know, I, we, uh, we captured, we created a logo that I think captures the brand, you know, what the brand stands for. Right. Um, and, the, and the real goal of, of what Tackle Crafters is, is with the rig making and everything like that. Um, but I've been doing this uh, since um, 2010, and, I, you know, I, I love it. it, it it's great. Um, Dude, you guys have a great brand, man. Yeah, I... Uh, we we really care you know we care we, we want to put quality products out there yeah um um which is our main goal is that just people would have a good time on the water you know um and catch fish using our products you know and for a, a lot of people um you know tackle crafters is where they start their fishing journey yeah you know i, I want to go down to the beach i want to go down to the pier i want to you know maybe i'm going on, on on a boat for the first time or doing a drift boat and i don't know what to use or or what rig to tie or what bait to use and you know, um, Tackle Crafters is a, is a great place to start, you yeah. know. Um, you want to catch a shark off the beach? Hey, we, we've got you covered, you know. You don't have to be uh, an expert on everything, although you may get there. It's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to the Gulfstream Lures side. Yeah, what happened with that? You guys took over, right? Yeah, so Gulfstream Lures has been around since about 1985. Um, um, we only acquired Gulfstream last year. So oh, I, wow. I bought Gulfstream Lures last year. Um, and prior to being Gulfstream in the early 80s, they were Atlantic Lures. And Atlantic Lures was one of the first companies ever to make um, uh, a red tail hawk, which eventually transitioned and became the modern flare hawk, yeah. um, which, you know, uh, is one of our best sellers. Uh, it's ex an extremely popular snook jig. It's and, a staple and, in the yeah, snook it's arsenal. A, it's, a, it's a staple, yeah. yeah. And so um, uh, they were one of the first people doing, you know, kind of, popularizing those types of uh, jigs and it really started with the red tail hawk which we still sell yeah um, um but last year um in the history of tackle crafters and Gulfstream lures actually goes back quite a ways um and i won't get into all, all the you know details unless you want me to absolutely um, man yeah <laughs> but to give more of a, a summary and we can maybe get into details later sure um gulf lures um went bankrupt about the same time Gulfstream Lures was bankrupt during the crash of 08. 
Okay. Um, and the, the, the owners that I purchased it from, they bought it out of bankruptcy. And they grew Gulfstream Lures, um, the lure brand, um, over the last 10 years pretty significantly. You know, it's what kind of like the people know Gulfstream Lures to be. Uh, but while doing that, they also built a really successful distribution company, um, selling wholesale um, brands like Shimano and Penn and Yozuri and Rapala and, you know, all the stuff you see in your tackle shops. They started distributing and, and growing, and they, um, they were one of my... Are, are one of our best customers. Um, and so as their uh, distribution company grew, um, they called me last, it was the year before last in 2021 and said, hey, you know, the distribution side has grown um, significantly, um, you know, more than we had even planned. And, you know, we, we um, don't feel like, you know, we have the attention to give that we need to give to the lures. Would you be interested in, in purchasing it? We think it, you know it'd be a great fit for tackle crafters. Yeah. Um, and so it was really that relationship with them that resulted in the me acquiring you know the family acquiring Gulfstream lures. That's awesome. Um, and you know for me like Gulfstream lures, I, it was a brand I, I grew up with, just like tackle crafters. Um, and you know when they they called and 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 asked if I was interested. Um, you know, I, I got super excited because here's something that I've been using since since I was I was young, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm very familiar with the brand. I, I love their product. So, you know, we jumped at the opportunity. Um, and, you know, for, for us, really, you know, that's what this business, our focus in business is about relationship, taking care of the customers. Um, and it's it's those relationships that lead to things, you know, like like this. And so, absolutely. Yeah, we're coming on. We just kind of came to our first year of having Gulfstream. Yeah. And it's been fun. But in that really first fun. year, you guys have really, you know, you've taken it to the next level. You guys have been coming out with new products, innovating, mm -hmm. doing a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we built out a new website. Yeah. Um, I kept the logo. You know, I love the Gulfstream, Gulfstream logo. Looks I good. didn't want to change that. And it's kind of a staple. You know, pe people know it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I didn't want to do what I did with Tackle Crafters. I wanted to leave that. But we did redesign the website. Um, you know, and, and, and when we took over the, the line, the goal was, uh, again, just to, to make the best product we can. Right. So if there was an improvement we could make somewhere, like putting um, a slightly stronger hook on, on, on something that I felt like maybe needed it, you know, we, we redid a mold, you know. Um, right. We've got a few new lures here on the table. That, yeah, um, tell me a little bit. Yeah, so these, these uh, sea witches here, these are, these are something new for us um, uh, that we just started working on this year. Um, they look now, gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, I'm, we're really happy with how they they're looking and how they came out. Um, and so we we have a trolling witch that we do um, that has crimp nylon and painted on black eyes. It's it's a very bare bones trolling witch, but it works great. And a lot of the commercial guys, especially like the commercial kingfish fishermen, love it. Um, but we wanted to make a trolling witch that was um, uh, a little bit. I checked a few, 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 few more boxes. Um, yeah. So this, this, this is something that'll retail for a little bit more, um, but it's also available in more sizes, more colors, um, and we just wanted to put to get put out something a little bit different. You know, we're not, we didn't create um, a brand new product that you know with, right. with the trolling witches. There's other trolling witches out there, but we just wanted to make a really nice really pretty looking lure yeah. that was also going to last and catch fish. Well, you guys have improved them in a lot of ways, whether it's the color, whether it's the hole sizing, you know. Yeah, and the, 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 the goal for these, I mean, we, we've been pulling these behind planers, um, and we're, we're calling this the Zoom Witch. Yeah. Um, and right now we have quarter ounce, half ounce, and one and a half coming out. Um, and they, they have been just performing great, yeah. uh, catching lots of fish, super productive. Um, 
and we're really happy with the performance. I've been pulling these with just a strip bait behind them. Nothing else, not even no squid, no, no flash, um, which we do, you know, typically I'll put like a squid and, and a flash under the squid and then get a long shank hook and do a bonita strip, you yep. know, when we're pulling, pulling planers and that type of thing. Um, but these have been productive over Ballyhoo um, and just with a bonita strip um, also behind the planer, just the sea witch and a bonita strip. Um, very, very effective. Um, I, I love wahoo fishing. That's one of one of my passions yeah. uh, in pulling planers. So for me, adding an, an item like this, especially for the guys like me who like wahoo fishing and pulling planers was super important. You know, so we put the 3DI on there. Um, yeah. We did a two-tone paint job on the head um, for anything that had, has uh, two, two colors, two yep. colors of hair. Um, we've added glitter and uh, we plan on expanding this down the road in other sizes. But yeah, the, the, the process of creating this was super fun. And that's one yeah. of my most enjoyable parts about doing this is the fun of creating and coming up with the ideas and new designs and you know, giving you know, uh, samples to friends or charter right. local charter captains and saying, hey, go test this. Let me know what you think. Yeah. You know, tell me how, how it's performing. Um, that that creativity, the innovation, the coming, even just deciding like new colors, that stuff's fun. You know? Yeah, man. It's super so fun. Can you tell the audience so they don't know how this comes from in your head to now on the table in front of us, you know, can you talk about the process about how these came about? Yeah, abs absolutely. Um, whether it's something, you know, like 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 the, a trolling witch where it's it's more of a simple design because I, you only have the head or if you're doing something like like a crankbait or a hard lure or something like a, with a, with a lip, you know that that you're gonna pull um, behind the boat or or cast for inshore stuff mm -hmm. that maybe has slightly more complexity. It's still the same concept, if that makes sense. Um, so basically, um, uh, we have we have a factory that we work with in the in the, in the Caribbean, and I went down there, um, and we just started designing these in April actually. And so where I like to always start is to kind of have if you can have a physical sample of the general shape you want to go for, that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it's okay. But for this one, I did. I had an, another head that I like the general shape of. And so what we do is we, we scan it in a 3D scanner, and then that scan shows up on a CADing, like a it's like a CAD slash design type of machine. Um, I, I, I don't know what the software is called. Um, all I know is I stand next to the guy who's running it and say, you know, make change this part and bullet, bring this in and pull this out. And, you know, so you literally get your, your, your general shape in there. Wow. And then I, you know, from there we added the 3D eyes and we brought them in to give the lure more of a streamlined effect. Um, Cause a lot of, a lot of trolling witches with 3D eyes will have like the big 3D eyes just glued on the outside, yeah. uh, which, which I don't particularly love. Um, and so once you have your shape in the computer, you begin to tweak and get the shape looking, looking right. Um, and, and you also base it off of like for a lot of the things we do, it's lead. So, so the, the weight matters. And as you change the shape, the shape may affect the weight. But what's cool about these, these softwares is as you make it bigger, it'll tell you the weight you're adding and the weight you're, or the weight that you're taking away oh, as you cool. change the shape of the head. So as we go into the software and we're, we're changing the shape of the head and getting it right and making sure that the weight's going to be what we want. And we have a, once we have a, a style that we like, then it goes to the 3D printer. Yeah. And you know, after it's 3D printed, you have a pretty good idea of you know, what the mold is going to look like. It's, it's going to resemble the 3D print. Um, and you have a, a good idea of what the head is going to look like. Um, but you don't, sometimes it's hard to see fully until it, 
you know, you, you, pour the, you pour the lead, you do the paint, put the eyes on, you really see it. Um, so the first step is, you know, your 3D printer, then you do some production samples once you're happy with, you know, what you've, what you've got with the 3D print. Um, and, uh, and then it goes into testing. It's, it's, it's not an overly complicated process. Um, I will say making something that's truly innovative, truly unique, and truly different um, can be a challenge. There's so many things out on the market, you know, and yeah. the reality is, is that, you know, some of the things that work best are the things that are just tried and true and, and, and have been around for a long time, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of what Tackle Crafters and Gulfstream Lures embodies in a lot of ways is, you know, these, some of these jigs, um, you know, take, take the flash minnows, for example. My favorites. Yeah, I mean, these, these are great <laughs> for Spanish mackerel. We, you know, we also yeah. have a heavier one and a half ounce version that, um, people catch wahoo trolling them behind the boats and things like that. But when the Spanish mackerel are here, um, yep. these are extremely effective. But these, these, the reality is these, these are not overly complicated jig, but they work, you know. And so our goal is to make something that works and something that lasts. And if yeah. we can check those two boxes, you know, um, I, think, I think we're accomplishing more than a lot of companies out there. You know, there's, you go on Amazon or some of these other, other websites and things like that. And, and you just, you don't always know what you're getting. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of junk out there. There's a lot of copycats out there. Um, um, but we, you know, have always been dedicated to just making something that's going to work and something that's going to last. You know, if I bring a product out and after one, we use the hooks rust, that's a problem for me, you know, and I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want that as an angler and I wouldn't, don't want my, you know, uh, our customers experiencing that either. It's like, hey, you should get more than one use out of something, you know, right. even, even if you're buying a three, four, five dollar jig, you know, um, I, my expectation is that you can go out and fish that jig over and over and over again. Um, and, and, you know, it, the hook's not going to rust and the hair's not going to fall out. And, you know, if you're chucking it against a spillway wall and the paint chips, I, I can't help you there. Right. Uh, but, you know, we still, we still want to do a quality paint job that's going to last you know, through as much as it can, you know, some of these things get numerous bites, yeah, numerous exactly. slimes, you know, yeah. exactly. You know, I remember growing up, I had, um, this Hayden spook, you know, the topwater Hayden spooks, yeah. like the, the six inch spooks. I had, mm -hmm. I had a Hayden spook from the eighties and I don't know if it was my grandfather's or my dad's, but I remember as a kid, just that thing just wouldn't die, <laughs> you know, and, 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 the, and the hooks would break and I would replace it and the paint would chip and eventually it was just a clear nothing, yeah. you know, um, but it's caught fish and it worked. And I don't know what those things retailed for in the 80s. Um, 20 cents. Yeah, but, you know, today I think they're like 10, 12 dollars, right? So in the 80s, you know, they were a few bucks maybe. Yeah. To spend a few dollars and you're going to catch, you know, snook and tarpon and, and jack and 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 that that you know five dollar purchase equaled all these experiences over so many years yeah i mean that's that's it's insane yeah. and, you know it's like for, for five dollars i have yeah. all these memories right yeah and i think in a lot of ways that's what we're trying to accomplish is like hey th these products they equal memories yeah. you know they equal you know catches you're not going to forget right. you know times with friends and family you're not going to forget you know i mean um, growing up, I think like a, like a lot of kids, like, you know, that, that, that time with your dad, you really value. And when my dad and I were together, this, we were fishing, that's yeah. what we did, you know, and the products that we used allowed us to have that time together. And to me, I try to replicate that with my own kids. You know, when I take, I have, I have three kids and they're obsessed with fishing. That's awesome. 
They That's love a goal it. as a dad. <laughs> yeah. It's a, um, you know, the, the key is not pushing them too hard and yeah. kind of just exposing them, exposing them and, you know, um, keeping them excited about it, you know. Uh, but all three of my kids, they, they love being out on the water. They love fishing. It's great. We get to, you know, use these products and some, you know, other brands that we love as well. And, and there's a lot of other local brands that, that we love supporting and owner, business owners that I know that are making great products, you know. Um, but just getting that time together with them, that, that, that's what this is about, you know. Um, and I, I, think, I think that's that's the most valuable part of what we do. Right. Absolutely, man. Making memories is the goal always. And it's, yeah. you know, you guys allow people to make memories with their kids, with their spouses, with yeah. friends. And that, that's pretty awesome. So speaking of memories, do you have any memorable times where you've been fishing, whether with your lures or just in general? I know you went fishing a couple of weeks ago in, uh, up in Stewart, right? That was a pretty memorable trip. Yeah, no, that was that was a great trip. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I've um, been able to fish a little bit more um, in the last month or so, which, which has been really nice. Um, you know, it's not, not, hasn't just, just been all work. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you tell people like, Hey, I, you know, I have a fishing company. They automatically assume you're on the water all the time, you know? Um, but that's just not the reality. Right. You know, I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I'm visiting customers. Um, and anybody in the industry will tell you like, Hey, mo we're, we're, we're running a business and just like any other business, you know, um, it does come with, with some, some perks and some benefits. So yeah, a, a, a couple weeks ago, I went up to Stewart. I fished, um, with, uh, captain, uh, Scott Fawcett. Um, out of Stewart, out of Sailfish Marina up there, uh, and my uncle, Mark Pagano. Um, and they're both excellent, excellent sail, uh, sailfish fishermen, um, tournament guys. Um, Scott has a charter business. Um, I think it's off, it's off the hook fishing or off the chain fishing? Off the yeah, hook. Uh, it's I off believe. the hook. Yeah, yeah. Well, might have to double check that. But it, listen, if, you know, um, he, he, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal charter guy. And we went out uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't re know this, um, but in the summertime, uh, there's big sailfish spawning off of Stewart. Um, and, you know, I've been, been out the last few winters, um, but those winter trips didn't compare to what we had a few weeks ago. Um, so, you know, we went out, loaded up on Threadfin, um, uh, using the Tackle Crafter Sabiki rigs. Um, Hell yeah, man. And uh, <laughs> um, we went out and we had six kites out and, you know, didn't- Six kites? Sorry, two kites, six rods. Oh, okay. I apologize. I was like, Not whoa. <laughs> we had two kites out, six rods. Um, and we went, we ended up going, I, I believe it was 10 of 14 or nine of 13. Wow. I th we, 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 I think there was some, uh, we, we were arguing about how many we caught that day because yeah. we kind of lost track, but we <laughs> caught a lot of fish. Um, and it was nonstop action all day, you know? And, and at one point we had four sailfish hooked up. That's awesome. You know, and it's just complete chaos on the boat, but the yeah. adrenaline is running, the, you know, it's, it's super exciting. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's a very, it's very visual, you know, cause you have, you know, uh, one guy's, you know, um, leadering in a fish, uh, someone else is on, on a fish in the back that's <laughs> losing its mind. Somebody else is setting a hook. Somebody else is fighting a fish straight up and down, you know, and as, as the captain, you know, I mean, Scott handles those, 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 uh, situations. Amazing. Yeah. You know, um, you need experience for that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like going back to, you know, being on the water, you know, it's like when I'm, when I'm around those guys, who are out there every single day, you know, I, I'm reminded of how much I have to learn and that there's, there's always skills and techniques that you can improve on, get better at. Of course. Um, and so, you know, I think I, when you're around people that are, that are out there all the time and this is what they do, you know, I, I, I think I've, I've experienced this where, you know, you bring a buddy out fishing or somebody who, you know, is passionate about the sport and there's this like, 
there's this hidden thing where they feel like they need to prove to you, you know, hey, I know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I try to take the opposite approach when I'm around people who, this is like, this is, this is what they do. Sure, I, I make lures and I own a brand, but these guys are out there all the time. So when I'm out there, I try to be a sponge. I try to learn. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'm always, there's always little things that I can improve on and pick up on. Um, and it, it, was, it was just an awesome day. You know, at one point we had a 60 pound Wahoo show up in the spread. That's um, crazy. Yeah, unfortunately we Did didn't have bite? any. We, four times. Four times, it stayed around for yeah. four bites? Stayed around for four bites, wow. four times. We pitched it for Threadfin and we, you know, we had um, fluorocarbon leaders to circle hooks. Yeah, and for whatever happening. reason, the, uh, <laughs> the wire was hiding um, that, particular, that particular day. Um, but uh, I will say this, if you wanna go out and, and, and have an epic trip, definitely contact Captain Scott. Fawcett up in Stewart, um, especially the summertime sailfish. That's so fun. So, so fun. You know, and, you, you know, even though you're sailfishing, you can still come home with mahi or tuna or maybe even a wahoo. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, 60 so, pound or no less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we missed that one. It hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's what motivates you to get back out there. Right. You know, and uh, uh, get back out there, improve, be better prepared you know, um, being, being ready for any, any situation. Um, but that was an, an awesome day. Um, yeah. you know, and so those, those opportunities, like I said, there's some of the perks, but it's like, you know, anybody can get out there and, 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 and do that, you know, right. um, you know, just whether you're going out with the charter guy or learning on your own, um, you know, the, there's a lot of different ways to, to do it, but you know, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the time putting in to gain the skills. It's worth the, the money spent to go out there and have that experience. It's worth it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because um, those, like, like we were saying before, man, those memories, those moments, they're, they're so valuable, you know? Irreplaceable. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible it, to get them yeah, any other way. It, and I can't wait for, like, my son, he's seven, you know? Yeah. I can't wait for him to get out there and, and do that. And he's just, he's not quite ready for, like, a full day trip yet. Right. He's still a little too young. What are you taking him on so far? Just well, short do, little trips? Or? Yeah, we'll go out there and like do yellowtail snapper fishing nice. on the reef, you know, and just something yeah. that can keep them, like, you want to stay entertained. Yeah. Um, and they, honestly, the kids, like, they have just as much fun fishing the seawall and the intercoastal yeah. as they do out on the reef, you know? Um, I remember... It's nice to be that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's fun. Anything's cool. Everything's a little grunt to, them. to yeah. a little freaking mahi, everything. Yeah. Yeah, my kids are funny though. They they only want to catch things they can eat. That's awesome. They love fit. Good. They love eating fish. And so if we catch something, I'm like, ah, oh, guys, you know, we got to put this one back or whatever. And they, ah, oh, they get they get upset, you know. They get <laughs> yeah. they get they get bummed. Um, but they they like last week we we had a sushi night. I don't know if I mentioned that we were when we went. I went out last week. Black some blackfin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And for them, like, okay, catching something that we can eat is like that reward, you know. Um, it's they get so excited about it right. it's like for me it's like that's motivation in, in and of itself just to get out on the water and, and and spend time with them and catch fish and come home and show oh, them yeah. hey this is this is how we fillet a fish you know this is how we pre prepare it you know it's when, life skills yeah yeah it's like when we do um when we do the sushi i like to brine my sushi like equal parts salt and sugar okay and it it starts to um it it, it starts to break down and like ten, tenderize the the piece of fish so when you um, when you get, you know, your, your slices and you put them and you roll the sushi and, and the, the fish, when, when you eat the, when you eat the sushi, it melts in your mouth. Right. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. you're not chewing on it and that's how good sushi sh should be. 
Yep. You know, and so you know, people tend to sear blackfin or not eat, eat as much, eat sushi with it as much. But for me, if you take the right steps, um, like there's techniques out there like ikijime, yeah, where you're preparing the fish and making sure you're getting the highest quality of meat. You know, um, super important. Like, you know, we've all seen the fishing shows where they catch, you know, they catch a stud tuna, yeah, and they throw it right on top of a cooler just with ice just right on top of the it's ice. not the best way. And that fish, it's gonna take, you know, several hours for the core temp temperature of that fish to drop. Yeah. Whereas you put it in a nice salt brine, you know, mix with salt water and ice, then the core temperature drops really fast and you end up with a higher quality piece of meat. Yeah. And if you do some other things on top of it, like bleed it out and things like that, you're gonna, again, it's gonna, gonna pay off because it's gonna last longer in the fridge. You know, it's, gonna, it, 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 it's the little things that make it better you know absolutely but when you're preparing fish for friends and family i think like it's worth taking those extra steps you know you got to get someone hooked on fishing and hooked on eating fish yeah yeah absolutely exa exactly exactly and, when, and like when you when you're used to eating fresh fish yeah. it's so hard to go to a restaurant and Dude, i can't eat fish at a right. restaurant anymore man it's like it's it kind of it kind of ruins it it you know? does it does i gotta have a steak at a restaurant i can't have a nice piece of mahi because i know it's like that thing's like two weeks old. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> oh man, it's like I'm, you're chewing it and it's like sticking to your teeth, you know? Yeah. Like, jeez, like, man, did you guys just defrost this? <laughs> right? Like, come on, you know? Exactly. Uh, but there are some really good fish markets out there, and we Absolutely, have some yeah. phenomenal commercial fishermen in our area um, who know what they're doing, you know, and, 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 and they're bringing really high quality cuts of fish, you know, um, uh, to, the, to, the, to the markets. Oh, um, yeah. So if you can't get out there, you don't own a boat and you love eating fish, you know, I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to knock you, you know. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the last time I bought, I bought a filet, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, we have a great fishery here. Right. And whether you're out on the water or not, you should be able to, you know, enjoy it, you know. Enjoy, absolutely. At, at least in, enjoy the table fare. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, Corey, I really appreciate you taking this time today, man. It's yeah. been a pleasure getting to know the brand, getting to know you, man, and love you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Love you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming by. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I enjoyed it and uh, appreciate, you know, everything you guys do and your support. And it's happy to see the success of Science of Fishing. Until next time. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bye, Thanks guys. for joining us on CCO's The Science of Fishing. We hope that this episode was helpful and you learned something for the next time you're wetting a line. Before we cast off, a special thanks to our sponsors, Gulfstream Lures, Tackle Crafters, and Black Reef Spearfishing. Your support helps us deliver insightful content to our listeners. Don't forget, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and all the major platforms. So wherever you listen to your favorite shows, we're there. Stay hooked by following us on social media, at Science of Fishing, and hitting the subscribe button. And if you know someone who'd enjoy this, don't hesitate to share. Until we meet again, catch them up.